Courtside Indiana podcast brought to you by Box Out Sports. Box Out Sports is a leading online graphic solution giving you the ability to create professional content in seconds to highlight your team and student athletes during a season. You can sign up for a free demo at boxoutsports.com. Courtside Indiana podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as SoundCloud. You can subscribe via each of those apps and have them delivered straight to your phone, tablet, or desktop. We would appreciate a rating as well as a review on either of those apps. Welcome to episode 58 of the Courtside Indiana podcast. We are previewing the regionals, so this is a special pod for Zach and I. And uh, Zach is fresh off of a day of teaching. He is dressed up and dapper, looking good. Got a window behind him today. Uh, Not that anybody ever sees what we're looking like. I'm wearing a freaking undershirt, so because I haven't done anything today. But uh, joining us as last week is Nick Baumgart. Nick from uh, bombhoops.com in Southwest Indiana. How how was your week, Nick? Uh, I'm doing well, guys. Good. Thanks. How how are you guys doing, Zach? Jimmy? Doing Um, great. Weather's nice. Can't be any better. The weather's not raining. We're we're trying. We're holding off on some rain here. It's it's raining here off and on, but it's still better than forty and whatever. Yeah, sunshine all day here. We're good up north. We got daylight savings coming up Sunday, so everybody set your clocks forward an hour on Sunday. If you don't have if you have clocks that still need to be set, I think I only have one clock in my house that needs to be set, and that's the microwave clock. So everything else is attached to something that does it for me. So. Um, we are going to discuss the regionals this week. We're going to pick. We're going to make our pickums. Last week, just to review, Nick Baumgart with an astounding win of thirty-eight correct sectionals. Won. Um, I don't know what he won, but he won. Uh, Eric Gardner came in second. We've got his regional picks, although he will not be joining us today. Zach came in third. I came in fourth. Joey Bennett, who was with us for most most of the podcast. Didn't get a chance to finish. Um, I loved his content on that part of the state, and um, it gets a little it gets a little thinner for him because he's he's just such a the one bad thing about being a working for a small local newspaper is you just you get a limited coverage area. So, so just the three of us today. Like I said, Eric couldn't join us, and we're gonna start in one A, um, the Triton Regional. So Triton versus Caston is at, well, it's at Triton. Uh, Triton versus Caston, Fremont versus Couts. Anybody got any uh, thoughts on those individual matchups? I know Zach has seen Couts. Ooh, has Zach seen Couts? Uh, last year, not this last, year. Last year, but you got a good yeah. feel for those guys. I mean, are we there? I watched them play. I watched them play Linton in the, uh, on, on a live stream. Um, the Wabash Valley stuff. Yeah, yeah, they beat they beat Linton, and I mean, I was I was impressed. You know, like not really getting to see them a whole lot. Um, right. You know, they can shoot, and, and they got two pairs of twins. I mean, at that level, you know, with size, uh, the one twins they have size. Uh, the other, the the Wireman twins yeah, the obviously Wirements. can just stroke it. Um. And I yeah, get I was Caleb Cole. I get I get the two of the Wireman kids confused. Obviously, one's seems to be more productive as far as uh, scoring. The other one, I guess, Cole, is Cole more is of a scorer. Team. I think. Yeah. But I mean, I think we all pick them 
to win the sectional last week, correct? So none of yeah. us are surprised that they're there, even though 21st century got a little bit of a boost with Ashton Williamson being able to play. Um, how they didn't even get to Saturday. So um, that'll be a team to watch next year, though. Stating the obvious. Um, anybody, uh, Nick, you want to lead off with who you think is going to win that regional? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to go with Couts. You know, I mean, they've been strong all year. Uh, they've been very consistent. Uh, I watched them, I guess I watched them play a pretty, I don't know, a, a good, but they watched them play an athletic South Bend uh, clay team. Does that sound right, Zach? South Bend yeah. clay? Yeah, they're pretty athletic. So, you know, I, it, it, it just, you know, I think they can play a lot of different styles and I think they shoot the ball really well. So, you know, without knowing a whole lot more, deferring to Zach for, for this regional here, but, you know, I, I don't see any reason why, you know, Triton had a great year, tip my hat to him. Um, but this looks like Cowps all the way. Yeah, I agree with that. Gardner picked Cowps. Zach, you have anybody, uh, you have any, anything else, any uh, ulterior viewpoints? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Triton, <clears throat> Triton, Jason Groves coach. Uh, I mean, these dudes have been here before some of them. Uh, Triton's always tough. Uh, I, I see Trump's playing uh, tomorrow or yeah, tomorrow. This is Friday. This is Thursday. Jeez. Saturday night against each other. Uh, I'd like to think Triton can hang around, but I think in the end, Cal's will just be too much firepower for him. It's been a while since Triton has been. Yeah, they they haven't been really relevant in, a in state regionals. Contender. Yeah, and only because they haven't. I mean, they haven't gotten through sectionals. I mean, their record, their worst record. They've had one, two losing seasons in the last um, 10, 12, 13. I mean, his some of their records in the late late two hundreds and early early last decade are ridiculously good. I mean, Jason yep. Groves has done a great job up there. Awesome job. Um, going back to 2004, 2005 season when Jason Groves was 0 and 4 as an interim coach, they've had two losing seasons since then, and one of them was like right under 500. So they really only had one from an outside perspective, one bad year. Um, and um, yeah, I'm picking Couts, Zach, you're taking Couts, yep, yep, Eric's taking Couts, no. You know, the, there's you start formulating reasons, especially at this level. The best player scenario tends to win out as much. We're going to get to Southridge eventually, with with that you know with that in mind. But um, I think Couts has the best players too. I mean, it's yeah. I mean all around, not just the better team, but they've got probably the two or three best players in that sectional, and and there's just no reason to think that they would get beat other than something that's quite surprising. Yeah. Um, the Frankfurt sec or the Frankfurt Regional, Cowan versus Lafayette Central Catholic, Seton Catholic versus Southwood. I'm going to go back and look at who we picked in some of those sectionals. We all picked Southwood. We split LCC versus Covington. Um, we all picked North White to win. Is that the right one? That's the wrong one. We all picked Blue River to win the, the sectional that Seton came out of. And we all we split on Liberty Christian and Cowan, so um, pretty mixed bag on what we thought that regional would look like. For me, I'll start. I'm sticking with Cowan right now, just for some of the reasons that we talked about going in the sectional. I think they've got they've got a strong group of seniors that um, that have been consistent 
productive. They've got a difference maker in terms of Riley Duncan, who's a 6'10 kid. I don't think that any of those teams uh, – I mean, I, I will say that Moynihan is obviously probably a unique matchup for Duncan. I'm not sure that – Yeah. I'm not sure that Cowan has faced anybody. Uh, let me check their schedule real quick to see if they played Winchester. I'm not sure Cowan has faced anybody if you know. No, they don't have Winchester. Uh, I got Wapahani. Um, How they do against Wapahani? Because we blew that one. Well, I blew that one. They yeah, lost. at Wapahani, they lost by 15 back on February 4th. Yeah, they don't. Um, um, you know, Cowan. Cowan played Seton Catholic um, back to start the year. Actually, and lost to him. Yep. Yeah. He did. Look, Moynihan is probably all around a better player. Man, this is a tough one. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Cowan, but I think you couldn't go wrong if you went with Seton just because the best player theory. But then Southwood, when LCC hasn't been really good or has had to play two A, you know, LCC has done. You know, is obviously. Or South, I'm sorry, Southwood has been the team to kind of sneak through there. But I'm sticking with Cowan. Uh, Eric Gardner picked Cowan. Zach, who do you have? Uh, I'm going to go with Seton Catholic in this one. Okay. I like I like Moynihan yep. quite a bit, his versatility. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, he, he shot well in the, in the, in the fall league. Um, but I don't know how much of that gets utilized during a school season. But it looked right. good. Zach or Nick, who do you have? Yeah, I don't know. I think, ah, oh, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go Cowan. I just think you know the size inside is is something that's really tough to, you know, in a one game, you know, playoff kind of thing where you know the size is just a tough thing. Maybe maybe Monahan will will have problems with that. I mean, he's really good. I can definitely. I mean, no shame in picking Seton Catholic. Uh, I know Cody Dudley's gonna be pissed, but yeah, you know, it's <laughs> all right. We'll go, with, we'll we go upset, Cowan. We upset people. We do. <laughs> um, the Martinsville Regional. Anybody, anything before we move on? Love that phrase. Anybody, anything before we move on? Anybody, anything. Well, anybody, anything. This should be our motto. Um, anybody, anything. Martinsville's Regional, Southwestern Shelbyville, Bethesda Christian, Tenley, Shackamack. I'm going to start it. Just go Tenley. I mean, I think the way Coastline. that, yeah, I think the way they speed things up. The way will be at a level that none of those teams can duplicate, can certainly replicate on a regular basis as they prepare. Bethesda is probably the closest to it, just because they're closer to, you know, they're in the Indian metropolitan area, so they play some of these. You know, they they play a lot of the same teams. Uh, but at the end of the day, Tenley's just got too much depth. Um, I mean, they've got guys that can throw out there that who just really get after it defensively. And then they've got kids who obviously are, are really good on both ends of the floor. And then they, they've all, you know, obviously the Pinkston brothers or Jaden, the other one's still injured, but Aaron Humphreys, both those guys are, those are probably the two best players in the sectional. Billy Brown's probably the third best player in the sectional. So I, I would think they would take a, a really poor performance for them to not get a lot of foul trouble, a lot of weird crap, <laughs> a lot of weird crap. I, I, I just don't see Tenley not advancing to that regional. Zach, what do you got? Yeah, I don't know much about any of these guys. So I'll, I was going to take Tenley also, though, just by looking at their schedule and listening to what you were talking about. Nick co signed on that. So he's got Tenley. I saw Bethesda. Uh, 
because that should be that should be uh, Bloomfield in that first matchup, right? With, you know what I'm saying? With Southwest or wait, with no, Shaq. against oh, Tinley. Tinley versus Bloomfield. Yeah, I think Bloomfield. I think the quickness, the speed that that Tinley tries to play with would, would still be hard to duplicate for them. But but Bloomfield's got the other side of that is Bloomfield plays bigger schools, and their use. I mean, they would be more equipped to deal with it. Um, yeah, you know, you got Jay Sean Bates. Uh, he's been hurt. Now oh, is he? Yeah, he's been. Um, actually, he's listed as a manager now, uh, and he's still very much traveling with the team. They, when they played Ben Davis oh. the year, he was listed as a manager along with uh, the other Jeffrey, or along with Jaden Pinkston or Jeffrey Pinkston. Yeah, right with the ACL. Mm-hmm. So both those kids still very much part of the program. He's still very much traveling with the team, but I don't know if there's a change in that. Okay. Um, since, since then, yeah, it doesn't change anything for me. Like you said, yeah, it doesn't I mean, they got the three best players it doesn't there, change. you know, that should be Bloomfield. That would be a little tougher, you know, you know, Shackamack, you know, that was kind of a, is there kind of the feel good story there in that sectional? I mean, Bethesda, I, I don't, I don't, their guards are small and they're, and they're young. Uh, a couple of the kids they play that they rely on are young and their one senior is the smallest. He's about five, nine, five, 10, but he weighs, I'm going to embellish this and probably upset his parent. He probably weighs a buck 30. I mean, he is tiny. I thought he was the freshman and I looked a little bit more closely unless something is wrong in their program. They've got a very freshman looking senior and um, hold on a second. I'm getting a phone call. I got They got a very freshman looking senior and, I just think that size discrepancy, I just think that's one more thing. If they face off in the championship game that Tinley can probably speed it up and maybe even bully them physically a little bit. So uh, Lagodi, Bar Reeve, Trinity Lutheran, Lanesville versus Evansville Day. Zach, you start off any, <laughs> I mean, so uh, you've been the only dissenting view on one, on one of the picks. Are we going to just ride Barreve right down to Indy I mean, or right up to Indy for them, call. I should say? Yeah, I think I will. Um, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, I, I don't – I've watched I've watched both Lanesville and Day School. Neither – the game will be over by halftime. Yeah. The championship. I mean, how <laughs> yeah. well would they have to shoot either any of those teams? I mean not, – Not happening this year. No. It'd be fun, fun experience. I think Day School wins that first game, and I think they play Bar Eve, but you know, yeah, it'd be a fun experience. I just have the the near nightmare of what Bar Eve did to Carmel. I mean, I mean, obviously, there's two or three kids there, especially Hope, who who I see quite, you know, who I get a chance to see quite a bit. Did you see and, what they just did to Lagodi? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good Lagodi. But then, team. Yeah, but then North Davies gives them. I mean, North Davies is good, but again, they're all sophomore. You know, all the top players are younger and so you just yeah but 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 uh um they have a way of keeping those games close Jalen Mullen it should be a junior you know so it's not That's like he's necessarily a sophomore but the twins they just they have the ball handlers that I don't think these other schools have on par playmaker and a, and a post guy and then Hagen Nepp's really good from the outside and then they always have someone like Kidwell or someone will, will end up throwing in another 15 or 16 they're just yeah, that's that's the kid that that's the kid that hit like three threes and yeah, 
Yeah, you know, he had a great that, game against Carmel, I think. He did. Yeah, he looks – I don't – this sounds bad. He looks more like me than he – that's what I looked like <laughs> in high school. But, you couldn't you know, shoot like that, Jim. I may have been able to. I just went to a bigger <laughs> school and didn't get the same opportunity, so – Okay, I like this angle. <laughs> mm-hmm. We should develop this sometime. This is a whole podcast in itself. Yeah, well, the shot, it. whatever shot I had has since left me, so it's broken. Uh, Gardner, of course, picked Bar Reeves, so no deviation there. So we're out of 1A. Uh, we are going to save any semi-state and state talk. We're going to do this again next Thursday, Nick. So okay, we're going to save. We're not going to continue any predictions. Um, we're moving now to Class 2A, uh, the North Judson Regional. Boone Grove versus Bowman Academy, Cherubusco versus Fort Wayne Blackhawk. I'm going to start, and I'm going to obviously we're going to, I'm going to take Blackhawk. Gardner's taking Blackhawk. I don't think any of us are not going to take Blackhawk, but you can surprise me if you want. But what do we the heck do we make a Bowman Academy? What I mean, how I mean they struggled all year, and we don't know much about like did they have injuries? I mean they have. I mean, they have some bad losses. They have losses to good teams, but they have some, they were blown out. All of their losses, I'm checking, every single one of their losses this year were double digits. Every single one of them. We got the Northern Star. 22 to Cathedral, 15 to South Ben Adams, 11 to 24, Gary, 21st century. If anybody's going to know, it's Zach. I have no idea. Lighthouse. What CPA. happened, Zach? <laughs> they didn't have he doesn't, him, he doesn't see him that much. They didn't have Quran oh, okay. a few games. I know that. Yeah, Quran, and I don't know why. None of us seems to know why. We weren't. We don't get a lot of information out of there. They lost a twelve no. Eastern, and they don't put anything on Max Preps either. That kills me. Why? West, why do they do that? Uh, Westfield beat like twenty nine. It's like we're having two convers two separate conversations here, but that's fine. But I'm not. I'm sorry. The, the Max Prep thing <laughs> lost to Victory Christian by 17, Lafayette Jeff by 25, Gary West beat him by 11. That's probably their most impressive loss. Marquette Catholic by 20. I mean, I know Marquette or Fort Wayne Blackhawk beat him by 28. Yeah, I don't see that changing. Even if Bowman is a, even if Bowman does beat Boone Grove, does Busco have a chance against Blackhawk? I mean, I feel like they give them a little bit of a run, but I don't know if they have enough enough to give them a scare um i mean you got landon jordan on 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 first right and then maybe jackson paul on zane burke i don't know if that matchup's good for busco burke's i mean jackson's given up size to burke yeah i mean that's not a good matchup for him that's got foul trouble written all over it yeah yeah I mean, that's the only way Blackhawk loses that is I think if something strange happens and I mean, Cherubusco shoots the lights out. But well, I mean, you're talking about uh, Caleb first. I mean, let's give him a little respect, put a little respect mm. on his name. I mean, that's big Caleb first, man. Well, nobody's that's picking my against Mr. Him. Basketball. Nobody's picking against him. So it's not like we're not respecting him. You know, let's let's give him a little little put a little respect on that name there. And let's be, and let's be blunt. The things that Bowman could do to him. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, there have been Bowman's other not going to do anything. That was not going to do anything. They haven't seen before. Well, the Blackhawk hasn't already beaten. I yeah, mean, right, right. Super experienced. Yeah. You know, if you got to if you think there's a couple of kids, which I've been prone to to say on pot, you know, on our podcast this year, that we'll see how how some of those other kids handle whatever handle this. 
you know, this being pressure, this being length, this being a team with depth. Um, I mean, yeah. it's not, it's not like Blackhawk hasn't seen that in all in various matchups, right? You know, they play teams like Dwinger that are super disciplined and super controlled. Uh, they play cathedral. Who's got players at every position. Um, you know, they got addicts who basically is a, probably an amped up version of Bowman in terms of the length they bring to the floor, good, the athleticism they bring. It's a good comparison. Um, I mean, the, one of their three losses is the elevation, right? Well, one of their three losses, yeah, they lost to Cathedral by eight. They lost to Elevation by eight. They lost to Homestead by 12. So that's – Homestead's the one team that brings size and skill to every position except maybe their point guard. They're, they're not tremendously sized there. Yeah, I um, think Black, Blackhawks did pick here. Yeah, I mean, we're – I just, I always thought the, I just thought the interesting thing there was just the Bowman's there. Then here, yeah. we, we all picked against them, and at least I think we did. Do we? Yeah, we thought Andrean would be there. That's right. Yeah. Did we all pick Andrean. Ha- yeah, we I sure so. did. We sure did. We were I'm still shocked. Tyler or Zach got Boone Grove right. So did Nick. Good for you. I went with it because Zach did. <laughs> we, all <laughs> we all had. We all always, had. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. We all had Central Noble. Cause see, sometimes I get behind Zach, and I, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a fool. <laughs> well, we all have our areas of strength. I take well, yeah, and I take Zach's uh, opinion. I'm like, all right, boom, yeah, boom, we have our area of weakness. All right, Lapel Regional. This one is probably the maybe the funnest. Uh, Blackford versus Wapahani, Rossville versus Rochester. I'm going to start by naming who Gardner picked. He picked Rossville. Um, I don't see that. I have friends on staff that well, a friend on staff there. Um, I don't see it. I don't see him. Maybe they beat Rochester. I don't know that I see that. I'm Zach. You start. Uh, okay, so Rochester. I'm not taking Rossville. So right. I mean, Rochester is kind of the enigma here. I couldn't name a player for Rochester, and I live 30 minutes from them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if we're going best player theory in this one, I mean, obviously Luke Brown, right? Uh, Clearly. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know what Wapahani has either. I, Wapahani is a little better all around team than Blackford, would we say? No. Or not necessarily either. No, I think Blackford's got the better guard, although Wapahani has two really good young guards. They've, um, okay. I can never remember the freshman's name. Uh, Aiden Franks is the sophomore. Um, Hold on, let's check it out. Wapahani boys basketball. I mean, I, I bet against Blackford in the sectional. I think I'll take them now in the regional, though. I'm going to take Blackford and Luke Brown. Um, Isaac That's Andrews is the freshman. So Blackhawk or Wapahani is led by a uh, freshman at 16.8 points per game. Isaac Andrews, Aiden Franks is at 16.1 points per game. Um, then they've got uh, Caleb Henderson, who's about a six foot five inch forward and and that's and that's not a bad matchup um for what black i'm sorry for what they they play each other during the season they i guess i can look that up i can look it up too i don't i think they did they did not no how does wapahani not play blackford or winchester during the year that's strange yeah just because of proximity 
Well, I say proximity. That's more of a region, you know, more of an area thing. But so you're taking Blackford. I'm taking Blackford. Nick. Yeah, I don't bet against uh, Lou Brown very often. So. Yeah, it's not. It's not not here. Not not right. here. Maybe next week. We think about it. Maybe. I mean, I picked okay. Madison Grant just because I last week just because I think that they had a good matchup, a decent yeah. matchup for Luke on somebody they probably didn't really need offensively. So if he got in some foul trouble, it wouldn't crush them. Um, Four, five, take, six, seven, eight. I'm nine, taking Blackford seven. right now. On this. They won 14 in a row, 16 of 17. Blackford's they've won 16 of 17 since they lost to Winchester on January 19th. So, I mean, they're, they're rolling. Here's the, here's the next question. I wonder if they have their updates. We're using give credit where credit is due. We're using max preps. I'm using max preps to get to kind of scoop some of these names up that we're talking about the, the you know, the, the Landon Grimes kid, that's the, that's the matchup. He's their, He's been their second best player all year. To this day, we've not found out what's going on with the Wars brothers. Um, you know, Jack's Jack was a, is a six foot four inch, maybe even six foot five inch freshman who was really having a nice freshman year. Um, and then Max, his older brother, who's a senior, is kind of a blue collar guy, gets a bunch of garbage baskets around the paint. Um, you know, and then those two guys with Grimes, really, that was probably pretty unique size for Blackford and good size for a two a school, especially as talented as the younger wars brother was, but they haven't played in a game since February 9th. And I'm not real sure what's going on there. None of the three of them have No, the two, the wars brothers haven't played Hmm. and I mean, their sectionals, their sectional scores are on their max preps profile. So their their stats are updated. So those dudes have not played in a month. And, you know, Blackford, obviously, I don't want to say they're not missing them because the, just because you're, you go on a winning streak without them doesn't mean they're not missing them. Right. Um, I don't know. I'd like to find out. I, it, it makes sense that it could be COVID related, but man, that's a month. That's a little longer. For both brothers? Well, yeah. That I mean, sounds more like uh, um, a someone uh, left. Yeah, it sounds like uh, again drama. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, Max is on his third school system. <laughs> well, <laughs> what more? Well, what we'll more see. clues you got for us? That's, that's I know drama. There's some drama there. Uh, the Greenfield Regional Park Heritage versus Triton Central, Shenandoah versus Covenant Christian. Uh, this is where I'm – it's either here or LN that I'm going at night should things not go the way I want them to in Logansport. Uh, these are both on the plan B burner. Um, Nick or Eric took Shenandoah. Nick, who are you taking? Yeah, it's impossible to go against Shenandoah because I'm a huge Northeastern fan, and, you know, Shenandoah is just – They've they've owned them for, for I don't know man Covenant Covenant uh, did they play each other this year They did not um, the only the thing with Covenant it's a loaded loaded regional it's not bad I mean Triton oh, Central man. again gets through probably beating some higher profile teams yeah 
but because they probably play a tougher schedule. Yeah. You know, South Decatur beats South Ripley, and then Triton goes in and beats South Decatur. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I hate I hate uh, I hate picking against Trey Flat because I feel like he's another he's just another one of those kids that's that's just knows how to play, super tough, does whatever he needs. Like, well, and they are as prepared, awesome. yeah, schedule wise, yeah, as any team in this in this region at least. Um, Man, I think I might. I think I'm going to go with Covenant here. Are you really? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Covenant Christian played Roncalli. Greenwood Christian, which is albeit a 1A school, but a very good 1A school. Verbuff, Chittard. Um, then they had some tournament games down in the southeast part of the state against South Ripley, which was South Ripley's only loss of the year. Mm-hmm. Or only loss of the regular season. Lawrenceburg, South Dearborn. Um uh, yeah, I'm not going against Shenandoah. Shenandoah's got three losses. They haven't. Garen, they haven't <laughs> here, but here's Covenant. Like I said, they're prepared. Garen Catholic. Yeah. Um, Addicts lost to Addicts by eight in the city tournament semifinals. Um, ben Davis lost to Ben Davis by seven. I think uh, Brewer, Brewer was back. Um, ah, maybe not. It looks a little early now that I think of beat Andrean in double overtime, beat Bloomington North. <laughs> I mean, Shenandoah's got to look at or Covenant Christian's got to look at Shenandoah just like, eh, we've seen it. But then oh. Shenandoah's got so many options. But you, are you going with Covenant? No, no, I'm, I'm going to stay with Shenandoah. I, I can't go against, like, man, they have some, like, really good wins. I mean, they beat Blackford. Uh, you know, their losses, like I said, were to Fort Wayne Blackhawk, Fishers, and Leo which are, you know, among the top. They look bad against Leo. Yeah, okay, that was that was December 19th. Right? I happened to, yeah, I just that's just I was at that game and they looked bad and I I guarantee you McCullough would tell you they were awful that day. Yeah. Well, you know, so they haven't had anything tough in since they beat Wapahani to uh to end the year. So Zach, who are you going with? Uh wh- are, are we surprised Heritage Christian took them in the three overtimes? Took coming in, in the three overtimes, or no? No, because they've got they've got a couple of underclassmen that have that have really started to step up toward the end of the year. Just not in terms of production, but in terms of really learning how to play both ends of the floor. Right. They've got um, kid Good named question, Miles, Colvin, Miles Colvin, who's going to be you know a name. He's already got a Miami of Ohio offer. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, He's going to be a talented offensive player who needs to figure out the defensive end of the floor, mostly, and, and a lot of that's off the ball. Um, but I can see them being pretty hype and and you know figuring it out for thirty two minutes. And um, I, I wasn't surprised, you know, when you look at when they beat a Covenant beat Heritage Christian by thirty five during the regular season during the city tournament. I'm sorry. Jeez. So that's how much heritage has grown since okay. then. So yeah, I'm sure some people there could be surprised, but then you sort of just see the development of those two, of a couple of those sophomores. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, looking at this ahead of time, I was thinking it's going to be the, one of those two. And I was, I was leaning towards Shenandoah more also. Yeah. Well, here's, I'm going to pick Shenandoah and I'm going to tell you why. I mean, duh, that's what podcasts are, right? <laughs> My, the thing that tips over the top for me is I think that, the Covenant will – if Covenant plays like they have all year, it will be an 84-foot game. And I think that Shenandoah has the personnel and the, and the preparation to beat that. 
and to, to beat them on the back end of that. Um, they've got, they've got decent size. They can be big. Uh, even a kid like Jasper Campbell, um, who doesn't get a lot of headlines behind those three seniors. Um, he's a kid at six foot five or six foot four, whatever he is can, I mean, he's probably the strongest kid on the court, but he's also perimeter skilled. So he's not, a, he's not, he's not a post player. Um, they have, obviously they have a they have the Howard kid. Um, hold on, I'm trying to get one more. Bennett. Andrew Bennett. Well, the guards are, yeah, Bennett, McCullough, and Kenzie. Those, yeah. those are the right. obvious ones. It's the, um, daggone it, they're freaking center. Grady, God. Um, the Grady kid is, when I watched him in the Hall of Fame games, probably a little more skilled than what I thought. And that was a kid that because of the ITSA rules, we can only have three guys on a team. He always seemed to be the guy that got left behind as, as these guards tended to stay together. But then this past year, he he played with McCullough on a team, and I was pretty impressed with him. And then Hall of Fame, he continued to be that guy. Um, so they've got size on the back end that is actually pretty skilled, um, especially Jasper Campbell, pretty skilled to be able to handle that pressure and, and finish in the back end. And it goes back to things I've said about, you know, Carmel versus teams that pressure. They, they have a way to turn their defense into their offense. And I think Shenandoah, who's – no stranger to running or wanting to play fast. I think they'll be able to turn Covenant Christian's defense into their offense. So, so that's my rationale. Let's move on. Unless you got anything else. We're, we're getting the Knicks. We're going to let Nick cook. We're going to make our picks and then we're going to let Nick cook on the Southridge. I have no idea still. I'm, 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 he, he's and he's going to say something and I'm going to, I've got a rebuttal for it um, that I think is interesting going back to like sixties and stuff, but the Southridge Regional, Paoli versus Southridge, Hanover, Southwestern Hanover versus Linton Stockton. I'm going to take Linton, um, but not by much. I think Southwestern Hanover is awfully good. They're awfully experienced. Um, I'm not – the only one I wouldn't pick would be Paoli right now. Oh, and I fully admit that Southridge has the – I think he has the, the – they have the best player in the regional, even though Linton's got two D1 guys. I think that's how good Montgomery is. Um, I would not be shocked at all if Southwestern beats him in the first game. We got to pick somebody. I'm taking Linton. Zach, who you – or Gardner has Linton. Zach, who you got? Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering how far Montgomery can take Southridge by himself from what you guys have been talking about. and. So he had he had twenty six of their thirty in the first half yeah. against South Spencer. That's pretty yeah, good. So, oh, it's pretty good, right? But at what point does that? Yeah, no, does you're that, right. Does that well run dry? You know what I mean? No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah. So I mean, I I'm, I was thinking Linton also just because of Hart and uh, the other dude's names escaping me now. Hale Lincoln Hale. Yeah, Hale. Sorry. So yeah, I'm I'm going Linton also. And I mean, Linton's got the six six five freshman too, who's and also the Logan Webb is playing. Sophomore is playing pretty good. Yep, Webb. All right, Nick, this is yours. This is your baby. I mean, this thing is all set up for Southridge. Tell um, us why. Hey, tell me what well, you they said got the first. They point. got the first game. Yep. 
They've got the easiest opponent. I mean, that is going to be a rock fight in that second game. Southwestern Linton is going to be a rock fight. So it's all set up, and it's at Southridge. And Brett Bo- uh, Brett Bosley is pretty good. We throw that out there. Yeah, uh, but 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 not he's not Colson Montgomery, and uh, I agree. They've they've got a good formula going where where they've got it figured out right now, and you know they're only fifteen and ten because Colson was hurt for a lot most of the year. So you um, you mentioned before we went on the air before we started recording that. Um, you know, Southridge has the big advantage because of their host in the regional. And, that, and that's exactly the reason why Indiana has such large gyms. And this is, this is the reason why, and it's the, the reason, well, I mean, the reason why it's continued, it's just because it's become tradition, but the reason why it started was because the facilities always became an arms race in terms of who got to host what <laughs> and all these teams when Carmel built their gym in 1961, it was designed specifically to be bigger than Noblesville's because Noblesville at that time in the 60s was the county seat, still is. But, you know, that was a time when the county seat was always the biggest city in the county. And, you know, that's where all the trade happened. That's where all the government, you know, you know, all the government stuff happened. So that just, you know, and they had the most people, blah, blah, blah. You know, obviously times have changed. Um, even in some of the more rural counties, times have changed. Um, but, you know, Southridge building that gym, I mean, maybe there's command of they can put 5,500 people in there on a regular basis. Um, maybe they can, but, you know, that was a direct affront to try to get, you know, to try to host tournaments, you know, and then you see things like Lagodi and, you know, Hatchet House and all those gyms just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, sure. You know, and, and class basketball has changed that dynamic a little bit. But here it is. They're hosting their own regional. So, hell, right now it's got more to do with who's willing to do it as well as is it big enough. And so here you go. They're hosting their own regional. So you're, are you taking Southridge or who are you taking? Yeah, I'm not going to, I don't know. <sighs> I mean, Roar, I, see, I feel like Roar's not going to beat you up. I mean, he's, you know, he might, no, I feel like Roar, Roar probably wants, wants everybody. No, I, I feel like Roar wants everybody to pick against him. You know, he's got yeah. that, that chip on his shoulder kind of, uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean, no, that. I don't either. But, That's Mark's one of my really good friends, but I'm just saying he doesn't want to be the favorite. So he's perfectly fine with me choosing Linton, and that way it keeps the whole half of Green County off my butt. Let's um, let's say Southridge is the huge favorite because of Colson Montgomery, but I'm still picking Linton. So yeah, there you go. Sorry, that's Mark. How, you're the that's favorite. how I'm rolling. <laughs> the favorite. They have the best player. They're all healthy. You're taking. I'll tell you. There's ten reasons why. Oh, I, 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 we, are you taking Southridge? No, I'm taking Linton. Uh, yeah, but I think it's going to be a rock fight in that first game. I think it's going to be an absolute rock fight. I'm taking Linton more so just to keep Green County off my my butt. You know, I left them out a few years ago when I was covering Southwestern Indiana. I did. I left them out, and they were like, like we're part of Southwestern Indiana. It was real weird. Anybody like you left them out on accident? No, I left them out on purpose. Like at some point, oh. you have to cut out. Like you have to oh. stop including schools when you're when you're talking about Southwestern Indiana. And I thought Linton was. You know, I thought they were central. Well, turn come to find out that no, they're they, not. Anything they consider themselves. 
anything south of 70. And anybody that wants to wants to include themselves as part of southwestern Indiana, I mean, we, we should not be uh, greedy and turn away anybody. So you know. anything south of 70 is and Terre Haute North is um, <laughs> is um, southwest Indiana these days. So, OK, but the um, all right, well, we're moving on. We are rolling. We're going to three A South Bend, Washington Regional. Um, South Bend, St. Joseph's versus Twin Lakes, Hammond versus New Prairie. Um, go ahead and start, Zach, since this is kind of your you've seen some of these. Te- well, you've seen two of these teams play. I've seen Hammond. Well, I've seen South Bend, St. Joe, but you go ahead and start. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be St. Joe Hammond in the championship. Yep. Uh, I mean, St. Joe already beat Twin Lakes once this year decently. Not the thing teams, but for, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Also, I'm gonna say <clears throat> Joe over Hammond, and really? yep, yep. Moving on, St. Joe. I like Jr. quite a bit. Uh, best player theory here. Also, I think he's probably better than anybody on Hammond's team. Nothing against Hammond players, but Jr. can fill it up against anybody. He's going uh, to the Big East, you know. Right. True. ACC. ACC. Notre Dame's name. Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> grew up as a, a Big East yep. as a kid. Yep. yep. Uh, I like St. Joe's size all around to put that against Hammond. Uh, they, they play the teams in South Bend here that can speed you up a little bit also. Uh, so they're kind of familiar with Hammond. I'm not sure they're familiar as familiar with Hammond's athleticism, like Darrell Reed and and the Woods boys, but yeah, uh, I think one of them, somebody's out. Somebody was out and is coming back for him. And I can't remember. Let me see if I find that real quick. Nick, who are you taking while he's looking for that? Hammond, 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 Hammond. Hammond. Yep. Gardner took Hammond. I'm taking Hammond, but I'll let Zach. Have uh, you seen St. Joe play, Nick? Yeah, I've seen St. Joe play on live stream. Live stream. Uh, I watched them. Yeah, I watched them beat Riley. Um, they played really well that day. You know, I, uh, you know, I, there's nothing against St. Joe. I just think, you know, it's kind of like twin lakes in the first matchup. They just happened to run into a, a team. That's just, just maybe a little better. I mean, they're just, just their athleticism. They got length inside. Uh, they got great leadership, you know, Reggie Abram, I, I guess Re- Reggie's, um, Reggie's the one that was out. I just, okay. I guess he's going to be back. Is that right, Zach? Yeah, so it sounds like he's going to be back. Like, he's the best leader that, that Coach Moore's ever had. Um, Jordan Woods is is a sophomore who I think is is really looking for one of those breakout, like, you know, kind of coming to your own kind of moments uh, across the state. Um, you know, I think he's really good. But, you know, sure, certainly they have the best player. I just I just think team-wise, I think, I think Hamlin's pretty – pretty deep you know and then we haven't even got into like julius bird um so that's just where i'm going the thing that the thing that bothers me with saint joe is that all year we thought they kind of underachieved and all year we thought it's because everybody else besides canesta was was struggling and And that's true i i think they have a hard harder time putting that together against what hammond will do to them than what mishawaka marion could do to them i mean i think that Sometimes teams that play deliberately, this used to be a Basil Mobby thing. Sometimes teams that play deliberately can keep the 
the un, you know, the opponent who may be a little bit outclassed in the game. And then when you've got the best player on the court, all of a sudden he kicks in and kicks into a level and kicks into a level that changing the tempo just isn't an option. You know, you, I, when Kokomo was in the state finals game against Bloomington North in 1998, Kokomo controlled the entire game except for a two-minute stretch in the fourth quarter when all of a sudden Bloomington North went on a, a 9, 10, 11-point run and went from, I want to say, down five to up five, whatever it ended up being. And there was no way that Kokomo was going to be able to put the offense up to get back over the hump. And as someone who really liked the kids on Kokomo, but also was involved coaching-wise with some of the kids for Bloomington North, and there's cheering for Bloomington North, but you start analyzing that game and you think, okay, Kokomo controlled the whole game, even, even how they lost, they controlled that aspect of it too. I think Mishawaka Marion, maybe against South Bend St. Joe, as I watched them their two times down here, Mishawaka Marion is very, very, um, very deliberate. Um, not pull it out like Mobby and four corners and all this kind of stuff, but very deliberate, very patient, never in a hurry. Um, I know those are redundant. And Hammond's not going to let him do that. And Hammond's not going to let South Bend St. Joe just come down and execute. And whereas Mishawaka Marion probably just wanted to keep, you know, certain things from happening. And it just so happened that, you know, other guys stepped up. I don't see those guys being able to have that same opportunity against Hammond. I think Hammond will, will speed that game up dramatically with, with more size than what anybody else in South Bend has been able to put out on the floor collectively. Um, Cause I mean, they've got athleticism in the front and the back of that press. I mean, they've got size in the front and the back. Whereas like a Riley probably didn't, have a whole lot of size outside of where Wesley was. Yeah. And Riley probably should have won that game. I think Riley gave that one away. So that's, I mean, that's why I'm taking Hammond. It's, mm. I mean, it's kind of the flip of why I took Shenandoah. I, I just don't think St. Joe's will be able to handle it necessarily well enough to where those, you know, those dudes. And sometimes, you know, you, you press teams, not just to turn them over. You press teams just to really take them out of what it is they want to do. I, I just think Hammond's going to make that game miserable for them. And um, yeah, it could it could definitely get out of hand quick, but I, I think St. Joe can keep it close, and I think yeah they can muck it up enough to have a chance at the end and win it. So and if they don't turn it over, then or they don't turn it over enough, then absolutely, then you think okay, well, well when does Jr. right have that stretch where he just puts them on their back? I mean, so yep. uh, moving to Newcastle. By the way, uh, Gardner took Hammond. I think if I didn't say that Newcastle's Northwood uh, versus Newcastle versus and Mrs. Senawa versus Leo. I'm taking Leo. I'm starting there. Um, Ditto. I have been no, no team. Garen Catholic and Leo, are the two teams that impress me the most of any non four a team. And just in terms of how they execute and how the right guys always get the right shot. And it's not like, they're out there holding it to make sure it happens. They're just really damn good at executing. So I'm going with Leo and Davidson. I trust, obviously I like DJ Allen. I've been on record with that too. 
Uh, I think he's a good defensive influence for them and, a, and an improving score. Um, Zach, you're, tr- you're taking Leo. Yeah. And the Mississippi game could be interesting, but I don't, I think Leo's too much for them. And then that Northwood Newcastle game, and that's not going to matter who wins that Leo could be either one of those guys. I think Mississippi would have been better last year, Well, they were better <laughs> last year. Um, but yeah, Leo, Nick, anything different? No, I've had Leo in my top five all year. All year, three A. Yeah. yeah. I Have mean, you seen just, them play live yet? I mean, I, not not live. Yeah. But, uh, They're but fun. I, I watched them as many times as I could on live stream. Yeah, they are. Blake Davidson, I think, is is a really underrated player going to Indiana Tech, I believe. Yep. Um, yeah, he yep. was more under recruited. I thought. Yeah, I mean, he's really good. I just DJ Allen's gonna. D one football offers now. He'll be a football player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, such a great athlete inside yeah. at three at the three A level. That's like a really good uh, combination, right? Of of. Yep. Just, I mean, is he yeah. going to be a defensive end or? A, I mean, he's six seven. I'm not sure. I think he's getting recruited defensively. They have Zach Troyer too. Is pretty good. Yeah. Um. I think he was the. I think Allen has passed him up. That's no knock on Zach. That's just how much. Right. That's how much DJ Allen has his games evolved. He's just a difference maker. He's just difference maker in the defensive end of the floor, especially. So, hey Jim, yes, sir. I, I, that was a great historical reference there on Kokomo Bloomington North. I, I don't think that, <laughs> that probably got the uh, credit that you know. I was just I was in awe. I was just sitting here. <laughs> our, our last single class champion, the Bloomington North uh, Cougars. Hey, that was a tough team, Jabril. And well, they had they had Quest. five they had five seniors. Two of them didn't even – two of them didn't start because they had Queth and Jabril Conte. Uh, uh, I mean, Jared Jeffries couldn't even get in the game. No, he couldn't. He was a that sophomore. Was a great team. Yeah. He was a sophomore. He could hardly get any playing time with that group. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to no, take the, the pot off the rails. Because that's – a lot of those guys – well, obviously, you played with Jeffries uh, in, in the summer. So uh, – because he always played up. Well, he didn't always play up, but he played up his last two years. So um, – Greencastle uh, Regional. I keep saying Ooh. this one. This, this one's a tough one. Northview versus Beach Grove. Garen Catholic versus Greencastle. I've not seen Northview play. Um, they have been enhanced. Um, who was the kid that transferred from Linton? Drew Hart. Or Drew. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cook. Cook. Drew Cook is his name. Logan yes. Webb was the one that stayed at Linton. Not that he was considering transferring. It's just those. No. But Cook was, Cook was a shooter. Yep. And he's had he's a good set, year. Set shooter. Yeah, I 25. He's, I think, I think he's section. from that area, though. I think he's from Northview. I think he. Yeah, was, yeah. He came down to Linton and went back. Yeah, you're right. Um, I'm taking Garen. Can't say what I said earlier and, and not follow through with it. I would not be shocked with any of those teams. This is probably the most balanced field so far, the ones we've named. Um, because all the teams have have really good players. Beach Grove, uh, it's Jaden Curry. They've got a nice collection of sophomores. They've got a couple of bigger kids who shoot well. Um, if Curry's struggling uh, with his, if Curry's struggling, they uh, Jeremiah Alexander is a, a sophomore guard who can really make plays at that level. Uh, they got a six-two post player who's plays his butt off and really gave Ben Davis fits in the county tournament. Uh, now, Northview, uh, Northview beat Greencastle earlier in the year. Yeah, for uh, at at this was at Northview, fifty four forty eight. 
yeah, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these. I think the the Cook kid really gives Northview an extra, you know, an extra option with with Swearingen. And but I, I'm sticking with Gary Catholic. I think that they've they're probably going to be the hardest to guard. But I'm a motion snob, so I'm going to say that about any team that runs good motion. Um, they've got a high IQ point guard and, and Joey Bobila Bobilia. I can't ever pronounce his name. Um, Caleb Edwards has had a great senior year. Love Caleb. Yep. And I hate that I didn't know who the kid was coming into the fall. No clue. And played in the fall league was outstanding. I looked up where he went and I was, you know, I don't mind admitting when I completely whiff on a kid. Here's the thing about Caleb that I think is awesome is he's not one of those kids that's going around going, you're sleeping on me. You're sleeping. He's just works, man. The kid just works and he doesn't like, he's like appreciative. Like, Oh, thank you for, you know, like I love those kind of kids. I love those kids that are just, you know, like appreciative that get it that understand that like it's not the end of the world to be slept on just keep working and it's going to work out he is um like to see him improve his shooting a little bit better just from a next level perspective and that would be the only way that i shouldn't say the only way that would be the one way garen could struggle is if they don't shoot the ball as well from the three-point line as as they have maybe in a couple of games that i've seen this year um, I don't know how true those kids are of shooters. I just know that I've seen some games, a couple of games, just statistically where they've shot well. And, and um, I, I just, that's who I'm picking. Um, Gardner took Greencastle. That, I mean, that's the best player in the tournament. He's the best player in the, in, the, in that regional is uh, Brody Whitaker. And it's, and it's at Greencastle. So Gardner, you couldn't go wrong with that pick either. So Zach, who you got? Yeah. Um does Greencastle have much past Brody? I know I, I'm a they huge do. Brody fan. They do. They've got um, – They won that uh, – what is that? That, that turn – We yeah, talked that, about Terre Haute. I remember Joey talking about We talked about that. them. Um, they've got the 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 Plue kid who's 6'7", six, 6'7", seven, six, seven forward, who they actually run a lot of offense through. You talk about um, – hold on, boys basketball. You, The kid that um, – it's the guy that I liked. I could not remember his name when we were talking. Um Nick Sutherland. I'm going to say Nick. Yep. Nick Sutherland is the guy against Sullivan who really surprised me. Didn't know anything about him. He came in. He had a great game. He was, he's such a strong kid. I mean, he looks like if looks like a middle linebacker. Yeah. And he's, but he's agile. He's got extremely long arms. Um, I mean, he's a middle linebacker. There's, I mean, I'd be shocked <laughs> if he's not a middle linebacker. He has all the tools <laughs> physically. He does a lot of primary ball handling for them, which frees Whitaker to come off screens. And and then they they run a lot of their offense through Cade Plu, who at 6'7", as they run their dribble handoff stuff with him, he can keep it, turn the corner, and make a play. Um, doesn't do it a lot. Um, but then the difference, like Whitaker, the game against Sullivan, I know we've talked about this before, but the game against Sullivan, it really turned when Whitaker all of a sudden just started to come like a beast on the on the, on the glass. I mean, he averages over one offensive rebound a game, and that's hard to do, especially when you're more of a guard. Uh, but that game, he had four offensive rebounds, um, probably double-digit rebounds, if I remember correctly. Um, I mean, again, Gardner picking them, you, you can't go wrong with either one. But, yeah, no, Greencastle has more than just Whitaker. Yeah, oh. and then and then the top game. I mean, Beach Grove. I don't know anybody for them. We talked about Swearinger at Northview and a couple of other dudes. 
Man, that's tough. Beach Grove is probably the deepest. Okay. I don't, I don't know how many Northview plays, so I shouldn't say, you know, I, sh- I, I can't say that with a great deal of certainty. But Beach Grove play eight, nine guys like it's nothing. Um, and they got a decent rotation even up front. And they're, they're, they're a couple of their bigger kids, especially, this, especially Cam Brown, the 6'5 sophomore, can, can really shoot it. I'm yeah. not sure he has much of a conscious. He just kind of – he's like, just lets it go. Yeah. I, I feel like – and and Mike Renfro is really fine with that. He's probably coaching Cam the way he wanted to be coached when he played. So, <laughs> um, I'll take I'll take Brody and Greencastle then. I mean, yeah. I, I wanted – I was thought, thinking Northview, but I, I just like Brody too much. You just can't go wrong with this one. Yeah. I mean, the Swearinger kid's really good, too. I mean, there's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like him, too. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Northview won, but I'll take Greencastle. Zach, Nick, who are you taking? Well, I mean, I love Brody. I love Whitaker a lot. But, you know, the Garen, it's like, I love I love both. The backcourt is, I thought, I've thought for a long time that backcourt's one of the most underrated backcourts, you know, in, in the Indy area. Um, just don't get a lot of, you know, attention, obviously, for obvious reasons. So, I'm going to go Garen. So none of us picked Beach Grove. I'm a little surprised at that. I really, I mean, I think if you'd watch the Ben Davis game, I know I didn't pick him, so I don't know who I'm trying to talk into this, but um, <laughs> I'll be surprised if Northview can handle how physical Beach Grove is. Um, and that will be the big challenge for whoever wins Garen and Greek Castle is just Beach Grove has two really multi-dimensional, dimensionally multi-dimensionally skilled perimeter players and then they've got a mix of six two six three to six five kids who just really play hard and then they're they're truly physical kids and like i said they gave ben davis fits i'm still taking garen but i just it wouldn't be surprised if any of those teams won but the washington regional um Silver Creek versus Heritage Hills, Connorsville versus Sullivan. <laughs> I want to tell everybody, don't be surprised if Connorsville wins this thing because they're so good defensively. So they're physical. So physical, so disciplined. I'm taking Silver Creek. Gardner took Silver Creek. I think we probably all will take Silver Creek. I don't know. You may have an alternative view of Heritage Hills. Um, I like that Sisley's rebounding more than he did this, the second half of the year, than he did the first half of the year. Um, kudos to his school coach for always sending up stats each week. Um, but, I mean, Silver Creek is – everybody's healthy. They're ready to roll. And they got – I mean, they are technically still the defending 3A state champs, and they're probably a little chip on their shoulder for feeling like they got a three-peat robbed from them. So, um, them and Blackhawk probably two teams like you know as much as i love me some caramel those two those two teams probably feel like they've got a <laughs> got a three-peat stolen from them because of covid but um i don't know that i give heritage hills much of a chance against them and i don't see sullivan beating connorsville um but i i just think at the end of the day it's there's too much talent on silver creek squad to and the, the one thing that they've got in Brandon Northern is a downhill point guard that will give Connorsville some fits. If they're, they just, they're not super athletic. Um, 
Brandon Northern will come out of that game scarred and bruised, no question. <laughs> but and he, you know, and it, it's his. It'll be his creation, his t- paint touches that could could make a big difference for them because that is the one thing that I think Connorsville will struggle to guard is is um, how they handle ball screen action with him. So um, despite the obvious of Kaufman and Jacoby, so Nick, who are you taking? So here's the thing about Sullivan. Sullivan's got what three guys shooting 47, 48% or higher. I mean, um, from three. So they're, I mean, great three point shooting team. Um, they really struggled against green castle being disciplined. Like I think all those, I think all those dudes, except for Kelly, the other guys need room. And I don't think Connors was going to give him room. It's, you know, but like I said, Connorsville is so physical. It's going to be, you know, kind of a, you know, and I think they're going to bump Randy Kelly around who I love. I absolutely love Randy Kelly. I mean, I think the kid is, uh, he's going to be a great player at the next level, you know, at the NIA, NAIA D2 level. He's going to be just absolutely phenomenal point guard, but I think they're going to be really physical with him. And I don't think he's, yeah, I, don't, I just don't, I don't know. You know, maybe they could shoot out of it. I would say Connorsville there. And then on the other side, you know, Heritage Hill's lost. They're two of their program's best players ever last year, you know, in yeah. Simon Sherry and Murray Becker. And that's why when they came out number one, I was like, guys, Heritage Hills is not number one. I mean, you weren't even sniffing them last year for number five in the state when they had a much, much, much better team. So, you know, I know years are different. We had them number one, number one where? That, I mean, Silver they were Creek. in the AP. They were in the AP poll. They were number one for a lot of most of December. Oh, I thought uh, you meant like when the season began. Well, yeah, well, because the AP poll doesn't consider things like why is Silver Creek losing games? So. <laughs> well, my point is that anyway. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I don't. The AP polls who played the best basketball the week before. Most, but it's Silver Creek. Yeah, I know. But that's what most people, your most casual people was. Oh, well, what's their number one in the AP poll like? Yeah. Are you taking Silver Creek? Yes, sir. Zach? Yeah, Silver Creek. I love Brandon Northern. Yeah. I Yeah. And give me – I mean, all, th- yeah, all three of those kids are pretty good. So, all right. 4A, Valpo, the Michigan City Regional, Valparaiso, South Bend Riley, Gary West, and Elkhart. Zach, who are you taking? This is you've seen some of these teams yeah, play I've live. These, I've seen all these guys play live, actually. Uh, it should be, I think, a little more fun than people may think. Actually, Elkhart could battle a little bit with West Side. I'm not saying they're gonna win, uh, but I think they can make it interesting for a little while. I think Riley can beat Valpo. Valpo's had some good wins this year, but oh, man, I'm not sure what they're gonna do on Blake. Uh, and I think Blake and Riley, they're playing really well right now. I wouldn't be surprised if they nip Westside. Uh, I'm going to actually take Riley in this one. I'm hey, changing Riley. my mind here as I speak. I talked myself into taking Riley. Coach Daniel will take you out for a drink. Steak dinner, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, AD owes you – you know, AD probably owes me like a, a drink or something. I mean, <laughs> all those D1 guys, and I started him mostly. I started him as the three. Yeah. <laughs> Most of that summer. And uh, that was funny. It's, that was, I, I enjoyed that team. Anyway, um, Nick, who are you taking? Gardner's taking Gary ah, West. Yeah, I'm going West Side too. But I, I fully, I fully uh, understand where Zach's coming from. He's seen him. I saw, I got to see Gary West Side in December, and they didn't weren't playing that great. 
Uh, and I think they've turned it on, you know, a lot. They've been a lot better since December. Um, you I, know, I don't know. Valpo, I know uh, Valpo's out there too, kind of sticking in my sticking in my side. I know they're really good, but I don't know. I know. Sorry, Coach Coleman. I think I'm just going to go. I'm going to stick back with West Side. Well, I, I got Valpo West and versus West Side in the in the championship game, and. I think what can maybe hurt Gary West is maybe where are they getting outside shooting from besides besides Jalen? Jalen is Jalen not their best shooter? Yeah, Kamari's what and around forty, good, and he's a good and he's a good shoot. I mean, he's legitimately a good shooter. He's not just a good shooter because he's tall. I mean, he's not just a good shooter for a guy his size. He's a good shooter. Yeah. Um, Kamari Peterson. You know, we tweeted. I tweeted last week. He, he's one of the top three point guards still available in the state. I think Division Two, low Division One schools need to be recruiting him. Um, I think at the end of the day, the Valpo matchup is is a good matchup for them. But I just, I just think Gary West. I mean, Valpo already beat Westside once this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still riding Riley. You're still riding Riley. I'm going with Gary West. So, I've seen Riley play so bad sometimes yep. this year. Oh man. God, yeah, they were they were the Fort Wayne Snyder game. I mean, it was a fun game to watch, but there was absolutely positively no defense played that game. And <laughs> right, and it's, it's hard to get that out of my head sometimes. You know. Well, I watched them lose to Riley or Adams two weeks ago by twenty at Adams, and then yeah. they turned around and picked it up and just beat them. So I mean, yeah, and I, I think you go at I think you go at Riley the same way you go at. You know, you go out at it like Westfield. You, Blake's going to get his. You try to yeah. make it as difficult as possible and don't let somebody shut else down, go. Shut down Robles and Anderson and whoever else, yeah. I Probably. mean, you know, that's that's just preparing. That's just preparation, and I, and I think those schools – I think Valpo will definitely do it. I think, you know, Kuhlman's used to having teams with kids like that, with the, the twins that he had at Northrop. He's used to playing people like that, you know, with yeah. whether it be Keon Brooks or, you know, Deshaun Thomas, you know, in his early days as Northrop's head coach. I mean, he's he's been on both sides of that. You just want you don't want those other dudes to go off and get like somebody has 20, somebody has 16. And you've done a good job of holding, you know, Wesley down to maybe 25. But now you're in the short end. Wesley can go out and score 40 and Riley could struggle to even stay keep up. That's yep. my that's my thought. So, um, Logansport Regional. Ooh. Here we go. Homestead Ooh. versus Carmel. Carroll versus Lafayette. Jeff, I'm going to take Lafayette. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't um, be surprised. You know what? Best player syndrome. I don't know that Barnheiser's not the best player in that regional. Um, Next guy. I'm definitely going to love watching them play Carroll because Carroll will go out and check them and be real physical with that team. Um, I, I'll love watching Barnheiser pull from the volleyball line. Barnheiser's big thing is their defense. He says their defense. He said they're going to lock down. I mean, he didn't say they're going to lock down on Carroll, but this is just what he said in the past. You know, he that's, said we locked down. That's that's awesome. I'm great. It's fun that he thinks that. <laughs> He's wrong. Um, they don't lock down anybody. Now, I'm not saying their defense isn't effective because they change up their defenses, but they don't. I've seen them lock down anybody. Um, 
and you know, and they'll they'll be long in their one three one, and they'll they'll play like an extended two three, and they'll try to trap every now and then, and they and every now and then they get in the backcourt, they change it up, and and I mean, look, it's just a it's a it's a preference thing, and it, yeah, there's no locking down of of anything. Well, okay, so I look, I don't want to put words in his mouth, okay, <laughs> so maybe he didn't say lockdown, so but I'm just that. saying. Oh, so you said that. Yeah, right. but I'm saying that that. No, and I'm not saying as a knock. I'm saying well, their thing a, is they went out. They're going to outscore you. They're going to they're going to cause you to take bad shot. Look, their their defense. But is, I think his his thing was that I think their defense is a little underrated. I mean, I think that was what I think that was what his message to me was. Um, statistically, no, he's they're not underrated. They're rated right where they are. They're they force teams. Look, at the end of the day, you score more points than your opponent. You've played good defense, right? At the end of the day if you force teams to do things they don't want to do, I mean, the teams aren't going to come down and be able to run stuff against their one, three, one. They're not going to be able to come down and run stuff against the, I don't know if they play that extended two, three, like they did a couple years ago or not. Um, they're going to, they're going to not let you do the things you want to do. Um, but my God, there's a lot of gaps in there. And um, you know, Carol may not have enough offensive weaponry, a diverse, you know, field of scores to make Lafayette Jeff pay for that. And Barnheiser could just go bonkers. And what I love about Barnheiser is he has really good vision. He's a, he is a tremendous passer. Yes. The really good team player. Yeah. The ball does not stick with him as much as he shoots as much of a high volume kid as he is, you know, Indiana and Purdue, you know, being egocentric here from a, you know, college person, Indiana, Purdue are going to recruit are going to regret not looking at him heavily. Cosine because he is a game-changing shooter and he could he could carry them he could be good enough to do that I don't think it'll happen this week because I think Homestead's got two guys who can do that same thing too and and Carmel just is what Carmel is um I'm looking forward to J- Josh Wack versus Fletcher Lawyer I don't 100% know we're going to get it but I assume we are um I want to see Wack do to him what he did to Keon Brooks and what his brother did to Keon Brooks. Sorry. Um, you know, Carmel is what they are. They are, they're the, probably the most disciplined defensive team in the state that also has the talent to force you into mistakes. They've got rim protection. Um, their two best defenders are probably their three or probably their two least talented starters. And the dudes they bring off the bench can flat out score, can flat out shoot. I mean, Leary has carried Carmel a couple times this year. Orm has 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 come up with some big big moments as a sophomore. Um, and even when Williams comes out, Charlie Williams comes out, and Nick Frischi comes in, they're just they're more versatile defensively because Frischi can do more things defensively, especially away from the basket. So, hey, Jim, I'm, take, I'm taking Carmel, no surprise. But th- those are my reasonings so yes nick sorry jim i apologize i i stepped on you there no you're good i don't we need some stepping on i don't whatever you tell us so you're going with carmel there okay yeah is this game really starting at 9 30 a.m eastern time i think you're gonna have yeah everybody anybody that listens to this on friday we're recording this on thursday anybody that listens this on friday you need to double check what time your games are starting because what they're doing is is they're adding an extra hour in between games to get it cleaned up. A lot of the sectionals did that. 
most of them opted to just go ahead and start the second game later. But where is it? Where was it, Zach, that you went that started their first game at 530? Uh, that was Michigan City. Yeah, so the Carmel, the Logansport section of the first game is at 930. And then the second game is at 1215, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So and that's, the that's same for me. Yeah. For everybody to keep in mind. But yeah, uh, Gardner will be finishing when mine starts on Saturday. Yeah, Gardner took Homestead. Uh, Zach, who are you taking? <clears throat> Yeah, so I saw Carmel against Carroll a few weeks back there, and I, I loved what Carmel did against Jalen Jackson and Carroll. Uh, they had Waddell on him and shut him down. On Jackson? Yeah. Good. That's interesting. Because who was out for Carmel? Waddell was probably out. It's probably Suter. Oh, I mean, Suter. I'm sorry. Yeah, Suter. Yeah, Suter that, see, that makes more sense. Suter's a good – I mean, Suter's Carmel's – I mean, Suter's probably Carmel's second best defender. Yeah, and they had because Joy is so good at his position defensively that you don't have to worry about cross matching anything, especially when you got Wack out there. So right, and and Wack got in foul trouble in that one, and that's when they they switched. Jeez, uh, I can't Suter to Suter. Jackson, and Jackson got shut down the rest of that game. Uh, I just love Carmel's depth, just from what I saw. I don't know that Homestead has that same depth. I know they have. I mean, obviously, Lou Goody and Fletcher Lawyer, so they have a couple of Big Ten players. They have Grant Simmons, who's been playing really well this season. I think he's a baseball player. Yep. Uh, and then they have my guy, Andrew Leeper, also, who does the little things. He's a junkyard dog. He gets in there and goes to work. But I, I feel like Carmel just has too many weapons. They're too good uh, defensively, so solid all around. I just I think Carmel's going to win this one. Nick, anything, anything different than uh, Carmel Jeff for the championship? And I just, I think, I think Carmel's going to, uh, I think that Carol's Jeff game is going to be a shootout. It'll be, um, inter- it'll be interesting to watch. So, you know, cause um, yeah. you know, Beasley's not exactly a guy that loves playing fast, but he has let Jalen Jackson kind of do his thing. Mm-hmm. And that's been fun. I mean, Jalen Jackson's had some huge games and I think they've been better before it. I mean, I, he, he's, he slowed him way down against Carmel. And I don't think, yeah, not well. Last year, the the Carmel Carroll game, uh, Carmel was in control most of it. Then Carroll started to get their way back into it. Then Jackson went down, and that that ended it. I mean, I think if Jackson would have hung around, they were making. You know, this was really it was kind of one of those games where I'm not sure. You know, both teams were playing so slow, <laughs> they just kept each other in it, but. Um, Southport Regional, Lawrence North versus Ben Davis, Mount Vernon versus Plainfield. Ben Davis has been a vastly different team since um, since Jaden Brewers come back. The one thing that they've got this week that hasn't been reported yet is their leading score before Brewer came back was a sophomore named Clay Butler. Clay will not be playing this weekend because he picked up two technicals in their sectional championship game. So he will not be able to play the first game against Lawrence North. So his wow. role his role's greatly affected. The other guys have played pretty much the same, including Sheridan Sharp, who's their starting point guard, who's who's really good. Um, Clay's seen his numbers drip, but the, but he's also had games of like sixteen and eighteen, and even since Brewer's been back, um, he'd be the kind of guy that can get in the paint and you know pick up fouls and and just sort of help Brewer 
you know, around the paint off penetration, but him, him not out, that's just one less option they have. And I don't know offensively how deep they are. Um, the guys they bring in, the other guys are real, are good defenders that can, you know, certainly rebound their position. Uh, I mean, I've got, I don't think that's the difference between them beating Lawrence North or not. I don't know, but Lawrence North, I've got them winning. I got Plainfield winning the second game. Um, and then I'm interested. I'm really interested to see Lawrence North versus Plainfield. I think Lawrence North would win that one. Maybe nine times out of 10, maybe seven times out of 10, but um, Plainfield's got a lot of length. They, they're six, two, six, four, six, four, six, seven, six, six. And um, all those kids, even the point guard, all those kids rebound on both ends. Uh, they're, they're kind of fun to watch. So, but I still got Lawrence North. Zach, any, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, looking at this one, I was thinking Lawrence North also. And then with the playing field across the bracket, just Lawrence North, because we all, well, not all of us, but some of us picked against them against Cathedral and that didn't turn out well for us. So <laughs> hard for me to pick against them again. I think I'm going to go Lawrence North also. Nick? Ellen. Yeah. Anything yes. different? Any analysis wise? Have you seen Plainfield yet? No, I have. And, and you know, uh, Kale Vanderbush is, is probably one of those those big guys, you know, 6'6 six, six inside, you know, along with um, uh, Ian Scott. Yep. I, I'd feel better about playing field if I thought they shot the ball better. Outside. Yeah, Aiden Boer is really, really Outside good shooter. Of Boer. Outside of Boer, though, you know, and they'll probably put it in his hands, won't they? I no, mean, won't he be? they don't really. Um, they're pretty balanced. Think if they were to run something at the end of a game or the end of a clock, it would be for him, but it would also yeah. be something to create diversion for Scott. So it's just hard to go against I mean, North shoots, at this point. Vanderbilt shoots it pretty well, um, but everything's secondary for that. I mean, playing field is just awfully good, but I just think the things they do well matches up real well with Lawrence or Matt does not match up well. That's it. North. That's it. Um, you know, Ian Scott really good inside. Well, Hughes is inside for Lawrence North, I and mean, it's kind of like you and know. Macaulay. Well, you're you're going to see if Plainfield can get the ball, the paint, and not turn it over. That that'll be the key because they like to get to the ball, the paint because they they usually have a size advantage on their opponents. Um, but Lawrence North, A Vance, so scrappy, BD, so scrappy. Those dudes are everywhere in the paint. And, you know, a lot of it is just making sure that they don't have DJ Hughes picking up cheap fouls. So, mm -hmm. sure. uh, Seymour Regional, Bloomington South versus Jeffersonville, Center Grove versus Evansville Wrights. Nick, why don't you start off there since that's Southern Indiana? Um, yeah, let me pull it up. I, I went back to – yeah, to me, um, you know, Jalen Fairman has been in my ear for the last week and a half, you know, like – I'm on the Jeffersonville kick. Yeah. Um, Center Grove is going to move in out of the other game, and it's going to be Jeff, Center Grove, and I, I just – they have just a lot of weapons. Brandon Razor-Moore, yep. um, Jalen Fairman, uh, Will Loving-Waits, uh, Watts, Waits, Watts, Watts, whatever you say. Watts. Yeah, Watts. <laughs> I always say Waits. I don't know why. Uh, Will, Will Loving-Watts. So, you know, to me, um, just, yeah, at this point, they just longer on talent. Um, I just think Bloomington South has been, they've been overachieving all year. 
maybe they have enough for, you know, another, but I just think the better team here is Jeff. Um, so you went with Jeff? Yes, sir. Okay. Eric took center Grove. Zach, who do you have? Uh, that's why I was just trying to look up Bloomington South right now. Cause I Jeffersonville, I was liking also, but wasn't sure anything on Jeff or on Bloomington South because I was, the record seems to be okay. Right. Yeah, 20, 20 wins is decent. Twenty-three. Jr. Holmes is is yeah, twenty-three and four decent. <laughs> He's still the coach. Yep. Oh, of course, nothing on Max Preps for. Stats. Oh, numbers wise, yeah. No. Joey Bomba, Troy, uh, Trevor Taylor, um, and then whatever, whatever. If Connor the Hickman was there. I mean, this would be oh, easy. Be no yeah, this would be no brainer. Trevor Taylor, Bomba. I mean, they were winning games before Taylor really got going for them. Transfer from Edgewood. Um, then they just they use then they'll have like three seniors who didn't do anything as juniors because they were playing behind guys named Leal and Jagger and dudes like that, that just popped up. So I'm going Bloomington South. If that helps. Um, I'm, I'll stick with, with Jeffersonville then. Okay. I'll go with Nick on this one. That, that's where I was leaning anyway. That's a lot of but pressure. Then, well, we then will, I couldn't uh, find the stats. So that does it for at least the pickums. We got anything I've we're over my, time i'm getting in trouble right now um shocker, shocker. Yeah. um <laughs> anybody got anything they're looking like what's i'm going to logan's port in the morning um if carmel gets beat i'm heading out i kind of like to see him play uh home i'd kind of like to see him play lafayette jeff in the evening game uh just because i like watching barnheiser play i like watching barnheiser bomb bomb from deep because that's i used to play basketball with his dad (laughs) like on sundays um which is basically what we just called jogging um but um any any matchup you're not going to that you that you're looking that you really looking forward to i know that's kind of counterintuitive like we all know where we're going is there anything else i would like to see logan sport this logan sport regional logan sport regional yeah. yeah yep but I'll yep. be in Michigan City. You'll be in Michigan City. Nick, are you going to be able to get to somewhere? Yeah, I think. Well, I'm. I'm still kind of deciding. Uh, Washington or South or Southridge. I mean, okay. it's you know, it's a half dozen six the other. So Southridge may be more fun. You know, mm-hmm. Laura, Laura can mm-hmm. get you some popcorn, and you guys can go up there and commiserate. <laughs> well, I certainly can get in easier. Um, otherwise, I'll be holding like the ball bag for Nate Hawkins. You know, like walking in like you know. But um, hey, well, let's wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've got meltdown coming right now. So, um, appreciate your time. <laughs> it was great as always. I thank Eric Gardner for sending his stuff in. He couldn't be here today. Nick, appreciate you uh, being part of this again. We'll look forward to maybe talking again on Sunday. I know Zach and I are going to be reviewing what happened on Saturday. And um, Zach, as always, good yeah, job. Thanks. Thank you. For those of you that listen every week, we appreciate it. And um, <laughs> Zach's went full full shadow here. Zach's like full this. shadow, yeah. Lighting. <laughs> Zach, we need to give Zach a lighting lesson. Luckily, we're not doing video. Zach like is it. like the the black specter there with the the lighting going on. <laughs> Anybody watches the the boys on um, Amazon Prime? He's new, noir, the like the ninja shadow guy. Nice. That's what you look like right now. Except, <laughs> except he doesn't wear glasses. So. 
All right, that's it. Everybody enjoy the regionals this weekend. And when you hear this, this will be Friday morning. So travel safely. And again, make sure you check your game times to make sure that you're uh, getting there at the right time. 